what are you doing doing during the off season? There's definitely elements of it through every off season that, that are the same as far as there's usually kind of a period where you wind down a little bit um, that you know looks different for everybody, and then you know then you start trying to figure out how you can be better, um, which involves watching tape of your team, you know, watching specific games that kind of either objectively or even instinctively uh, that you think you can address and improve, um, obviously to the extent that the, you know, the roster's being built, you're trying to kind of envision how that works together. So um, a number of things, and, you know, and then you, know, you, you try to find a slice of balance in there. You know, for me, it's a time you know you get a chance to s spend time with your family. I, I the, the the idea of an off season and in season is kind of a misnomer. Um, you know, it's more kind of there's a slice of personal season. So I think sometimes it's important just to to even get away. You know, it's a couple hours away just because it, it changes your mindset. But I felt like our players this year. You know, all of us, you know, we're feeling some of the same things. And that was what I think was really important about being here um, is to kind of process the process the whole thing and, and uh, all the different variables that, that went into the year um, to, in, in some sense, understand that, you know, there was a lot of really good things. And uh, it's easy to forget that when you, you don't end the season the way that you want. But I think to have the season we want to, have this year, it's important to, to know both of those things. Coach, what do you, what do you, uh, what is your objective coaching, Rudy? What would you like to see out of him this year? Um, you know, just to keep continue building on everything that he's, he's done in the past, how does he keep, how does he move forward this year in your eyes? The first thing is we're trying to figure out Rudy Gay and Rudy Gobert. So that's Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. We'll, we'll get there on that one. You know, the, the things that you know, the things that Rudy's done and consistently done for you know a number of years have made him one of the most dominant players in the league. You know, you his you know all the advanced metrics and what they say about you know the impact he has on the game. The defensive player of the year, some of the awards, the accolades, the all-star game, you know, making the all-NBA team. And I, I think for a player, you know, when you have that level of achievement, sometimes people can think, well, that's success and it's, you know, that's it. You know, you've, you've, you've kind of run the race and you finished and you've won in some sense because, um, you know, all there's so many players in the league that would look at that and say, "Wow, you know, that's something that they're aspiring to." Um, I, I think for, for for certain guys, and Rudy's one of them. You know, there's there's a hunger to get better, um, and it's trying to find those things that he can work on that are realistically impactful for his improvement. You know, and, and in Rudy's case. Um, a lot of those things are also connected to the other guys on the team. And, you know, in many instances, he's dependent upon his teammates. Um, just like in other instances, they're dependent upon him. So uh, for me, you know, articulating that, having those discussions with him, and also understanding and feeling that, 
even though he's had such a successful career to this you know, to this point, um, that he wants to improve. And you know, anytime it's hard to get better at ten different things at once. I think so. For, so for, for some of it is finding, you know, where can we spend the most time um, trying to make him more efficient, and what is the work that he can do that'll really translate and will also be gratifying to him, or he'll he'll feel that. Um, because, you know, he needs to keep doing the things that he's doing. Um, you know, it's one of the primary reasons that, that our team's been good. Um, but oftentimes, you know, you, you want more. And, and that's a credit to him and the fact that he's still hungry to improve. When it comes to him wanting more, does he come to you with, like, ideas of where he wants to improve? You know, th- that's usually, I mean, my feeling on that, it's really true of any player, is, is – I think it's a collaborative process, you know, because, you know, he, he may, hypothetically, you know, he may want to shoot threes. Well, that, that's okay, you know, in a vacuum, but when you're playing out there with guys that are shooting 45%, um, that's not the best thing. That's not the way that he can contribute most to the team. So I, th- I think there are areas, you know, that overlap there, you know, things that he can do um, that, that – you know, are, are things that he can do that, that fill him up and satisfy that desire to get better, but also, you know, the, the impact they have on the team um, is, is the same. So mirroring those things up, and sometimes that, that involves, you know, creating those things, whether it's, you know, play, you know, a move, something as simple as pivoting. You know, oftentimes the things that, you know, can make a player better. They're not always the most glamorous things, um, you know, but that's where, you know, the greatest players in the world are willing to, to focus on what appears to be mundane, um, but that's why they separate themselves. From a purely non-control perspective, this training camp service purpose as far as incorporating new players to get the better they already have you know, when we had talked about this, I talked to a few guys on the team. Um, you know, Don and I spoke about it. My, you know, his instinct was, hey, you know, is it would it, would it help us to kind of to get away? And um, that I'd thought about it before as well. Anytime you know, you know, a player that you you're close with and you trust, and you kind of come to you know a conclusion or an idea independently. And then they line up, it's, you know, that's a good sign. Um, but for me, the, the, I thought what would happen for us in the bubble was that because of the situation, we just were around each other a lot. Um, it wasn't just a dinner, you know, where it's we're going to have a two-hour dinner and everybody's going to spend time together. It's all, you know, the little moments that you just don't get. You know, you want to either get home to your family um, there, there's so many different things that, that are important to you. Um, so that's why we wanted to keep it shorter, um, but also be in a place where I didn't want us to have to get on a bus. Um, I really wouldn't have conceived that, you know, putting a basketball court in a ballroom, but we saw that, you know, in Orlando. And I think that was um, something that was important. We wanted to make it uh, – you know, we wanted to make it first class in the sense that when the players walked in, they could feel that 
you know, we were, this isn't vacation. This was a real training camp. And um, at the same time, I think it provided us opportunities to be around one another. And maybe more than anything for the newer players, um, that that's helpful as much as any, you know, anything we do X and O. But I also thought that, you know, as we processed last year, you know, when you walked in the arena um, before the game and you looked to the right and there was this essential, it looked like an essay of accomplishment, you know, and I, part of me was like, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. It's terrific. You want to embrace that because it's real. And to the extent that, you know, the last year for us was about developing an identity that, that says we, you know, we made progress there. Um, but at the same time, you know, the way we ended the season, um, you know, for a variety of reasons that you know, people have analyzed and talked about, and, you know, that, that's a complicated process to kind of, you know, kind of uh, process that and also remember who, who we were. Um, and not, you know, not like just put it all behind us. I don't think that's, um, that's where I'm at. I want to, you know, we talked about getting better all year last year. That's one of the reasons we had a good year. Um, and I think that's the same focus right now. We have other things that we can use to help us get better. And this was an environment that I think was really conducive to that. What's your... Uh with the preseason games coming up, kind of where does your focus go on there? Is it more uh, like kind of utilizing these games to sharpen things that like you know you're going to do during the regular season? Is it like a chance to kind of experiment with stuff and try things out? Like where does, uh, where does the priority kind of lay there? I, I think, you know, this process helps define that and crystallize it. You know, we've got a couple guys right now in Boyan and Rudy Gay that – you know, haven't had a chance to, to do contact yet. Um, you don't know when they're going to be cleared. So that certainly has an impact. Um, we've got some young players that um, are going to be competing uh, for opportunity. Uh, so allowing, you know, us to look at that. Um, and we've got some things we're doing uh, that, that we want to get better at, you know, and, and reps and, and competitive environments. You know, or one of the ways that, that that can happen. So I, I think it's a balance of a lot of different things, and it's something to me. You know, you, you like any you try to have a plan, and then also understand that you have a plan so that you can adapt from. It. So that adaptation, you know, is a crucial part of it. Obviously, someone could get, you know, get tired, get you know, whatever the case may be, not be able to play. Um, someone could play really well, see him in a different light, and you want to explore that. So I think um, it's good to be open-minded going into it. Obviously, the, the, the ultimate goal is to be as prepared as you can be going into the regular season. And even that, you can define a lot of different ways, you know, whether that's being healthy, um, you know, your execution, your conditioning. You know, there's a lot of different variables you have to, you know, every year with every team, you place different emphasis on that. And this year, obviously, having a better team, um, you know, we were laughing about, you know, our hour and a half, two-hour shoot-arounds, our second year. We're not doing that right now because we don't need to do that right now. But we're doing other things because I think we have a team that um, 
that has a you know, keen understanding of what it takes to, uh, to be successful. What are the reasons that uh, Boyan and Rudy aren't, haven't been cleared? Um, that's probably, you probably get a more specific answer from uh, our medical group. Um, you know, Boyan's shoulder and Rudy's foot. Um, they're, they're both just, this is a time to be, you know, to be really smart and, and conservative about, about those things and make sure, you know, guys are, you know, in the best spot possible, particularly in camp. And there's things they can do that um, they can participate, um, just not in full contact. And I don't know what the exact timeline is on that. Um, that's something that Eric could probably elaborate yeah. on, get you some more specifics. Uh, hey, Gwen, I uh, wanted to ask, you know, Donovan kind of was so successful last year in the playoffs, especially with his, with his shooting game, right, with kind of being limited by the ankle. And I'm kind of wondering if we may see kind of an evolution of Donovan as his career progresses to being – because his skill level has risen so much to being kind of a skill-oriented player. Well, I think every – you know, Donovan's first summer league, uh, I remember Lamar went out and we had these 12 different finishes because um, there were situations that he was finding himself in that, um, you know, he needed to, to work on. And that's the, you know, that that's really the beauty of Donovan's approach to the game is that, you know, he's looking at ways to get better. And oftentimes you find those things out you know, through competition and through adversity. So uh, I think his biggest goal, and you know, I, I've heard him echo this, is to become um, even more efficient offensively. But I also think that, you know, he's focused on the defensive end, you know, that, that we can get, you know, his playoff numbers obviously were, you know, comparable to, to some people that, you know, are in the Hall of Fame. Um, and to look at, you know, the way that he played and, and how he get, did that, um, you know, I think is, is relevant and important. You, you also look at the fact that, you know, he, he played Mike, – Mike wasn't on the court. Um, so there's an adjustment there to how he plays. But I don't think Donovan's hung up on, um, you know, his numbers as much as he is getting better. And certainly those are things that he's watched, that I've watched. And, you know, the, the opportunity is to put him in – positions where he can be successful, but I, I think he's, you know, I, I think, you know, he'll be up here at some point if he's not up here today. Um, I think what he'd tell you is he's about winning and any way that, that he can help us win. So whether that's, you know, a catch and shoot three, which he's top five in the league, um, you know, or, or playing defense or making the right play and getting off the ball, being creative, it's, there's no one thing, but certainly, you know, just like you, you, you'll learn from, you know, a regular season game and you learn from a playoff game. I think in the playoffs, particularly if, you know, Mike's not playing, you know, some of the game plans that, that he saw were, were, were different and new. Uh, 